Welcome to the Girl Scout Advantage podcast, a podcast where we educate, empower, and share the stories of the Girl Scout experience. Join us to rediscover the magic of leadership, teamwork, and personal discovery. The Girl Scout Advantage, a podcast where you will learn how the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan creates successful girls for today who will become the leaders of our tomorrow. Hello and welcome to another Girl Scout Advantage podcast with the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan. My name is Brenna Smith, Special Project Coordinator here at GSHOM. Today I am here with Amanda Harsh, who is one of our um, area managers as well as a troop leader. This episode is important because Amanda has long been involved with Girl Scouting um, and she has a unique perspective to share about the importance of being really involved at the area level. Um, so I'm excited to to be here with you today, Amanda. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. So, Amanda, can you tell us a little bit about um, just your role in Girl Scouting as both a, a leader as well as an area manager? Um, sure. I am a troop leader of a multi-level troop, and um, we have daisies through juniors right now. Uh, about I think I have 21 girls registered in the troop. And I am also the area manager of Heart of Lenaway, which is the schools um, in Adrian, Madison, Sand Creek, and Marinci. Wow. So you oversee a big chunk of our Girl Scouts. It's a a significant group. It's a group I love. And um, we're doing some great things at Heart of Lenaway, trying to get more programming to the girls and more activities and whatever we can do to promote just Girl Scouting in general. What have been some of the, you know, events or the changes that you've made since stepping into your role as area manager? I think I kind of fell into the role as area manager. Um, we didn't have a co-manager when I started um, leading. And so I just said, oh, you know, I'll help out with it. Um, and that kind of <laughs> morphed into something more. Um, and I did take over as area manager full time um, last year. And I think um, my big goal is for the area to be vibrant um, and a resource for all of the leaders um, and a place for the girls to get together with others outside of their own troop um, so that they could meet each other and um, we could have a broader, more rich experiences because we had a bigger group to work with. Um, so that's been my pretty much my big push um, as area manager is to say, okay, what are our regular activities, um, whether it's big events, um, whether it's working on badges, um, and we're continuously working toward um, toward that to have different experiences for the girls. Because especially when you're dealing, I mean, we're dealing with some rural schools um, here. And so when you're looking at a troop that maybe is only five, six, seven scouts, you don't have necessarily as many opportunities as if you had a troop of 20 or 30 girls. Um, But when we put together the whole area and we're working with troops from four different school districts, then we have different opportunities. um, And then we can, we can get in on things like group rates, but just even what we do in our area, what we come up together, um, come up with together as leaders can be just a better, more dynamic experience. So it sounds like the area level is kind of a, a an added level of support and engagement that, that girls and leaders can be involved in. Definitely. Um, for me, like, so to back up a little bit, um, I was a Girl Scout from second grade until I graduated high school. 
um, and I, I have a gold award and I, I did all of the, um, quote, Girl Scout, you know, typical Girl Scout things. And for me, the experience more than anything was about camaraderie and, and the friendships that I made and the experiences that we had together. So for me to come in as area manager, I wanted to keep going with that. So as an area, our goal is to, yes, to provide support, but also to to create those friendships or an opportunity for those friendships among the adults as well. And then the fact that we get to be friends and, and do things together then makes it even better when we can do things for our girls that bring them together. Um, and for me, my daughter was going to Madison when I started leading. And then we moved her to Marinci schools for a lot of different reasons, but she didn't want to lose out on the friendships that she had made as a Girl Scout at Madison. So to have area events where they can come together, she gets to see friends that she doesn't get to normally, wouldn't normally see moving to a different school. Um, and she's made some just awesome friendships with other girls besides that as well. What kind of events do you guys host as an area? Well, we, we have some events, um, that have been going on for quite some time in the area. Um, we do like a cookie kickoff every year where we, you know, promote the cookie sales and, and get the girls together to do something fun. Um, and that, that event we've done annually, we just change up maybe what the theme is. Um, we also, um, this year started an encampment where we went in the fall, um, just kind of thought about it as like a back to school, back to scouting event where we camped out at Camp of the Hills for a weekend. Um, this was our first year of that. It was kind of a brainchild um, of myself and one of the other leaders that we totally came up with on the fly after going to the, um, air, uh, what do you call it? The awards ceremony that happened in April, the adult awards ceremony. Um, and so we just kind of came up with this idea and on the car ride home from Lansing, just like fleshed out this whole weekend of camping and it was awesome. Um, so that's going to be a new annual event for us. We already have a date set for next year or for later this year, I guess. Um, so those are two big ones that we do every year. And then we have a bridging ceremony um, where we get everyone together to celebrate our Girl Scout achievements for the year. Um, and then in between that, we try to do other events as well. So um, last year we did a thinking day event in February where we got everyone together and learned about different countries and cultures. And we decided that we'd like to alternate that um, every other year with a Girl Scout birthday event. Um, since they are very close together date wise, it's kind of hard to plan two big events back to back. So we're going to alternate those. So this year will be a Girl Scout birthday party. Um, and we're really planning on um, doing a big service project there as well to give back to the community. And this year we're planning uh, a STEM event um, that's kind of in the, the beginning stages um, of, of planning. You know, there's a lot of really cool new STEM badges and things like that. The girls are really interested in creating and engineering. And so we're trying to come up with a, an event that we can get the girls together to work on that as well. It, it sounds like you guys really do offer a lot for the girls in your area. It's the goal. It's a lot of work uh, on the leader's part, um, and we're getting the our older girls um, involved as much as we possibly can. I know one of our junior troops is actually doing the majority of the planning for the Girl Scout 
birthday party, um, they've come to us with a list, uh, come to us leaders with a list of, hey, here's what we need. What can you do with it? <laughs> and um, so, you know, we have to finalize, obviously, some of the details, like where the location is and, and buying some of the, the things. Um, but they have really, um, they have really planned most of it. The girls have. And we just kind of sit back on that one. It's great that you guys are offering so many girl-led events, you know, and really bringing the girls in on, you know, what it's like to plan an event and, um, you know, all the things that you need to consider. That's a, a great um, learning opportunity for the girls. Well, it is. And, I mean, that's part of Girl Scouts is, is girl-led, and we say that a lot, but uh, the girls have to have decisions. Um, it's one of the things that I remember most about being in Girl Scouts is that, hey, you're given the opportunity to try new things, to plan things, to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, and that, to me, is is a biggest part of the girl-led experience. Yeah, that's a great way to really explain what, what it means to be girl-led and what we're talking about when we say that word or that phrase, I guess I should say. So backing up to um, when you first got involved in Girl Scouting, um, I know you said you joined as a second grader. Yeah, brown. Um, Brownie, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your um, your personal Girl Scout experience. So I was in, I started Girl Scouts in second grade. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I don't remember a ton of my early Girl Scouting experience. Um, I remember some of the friends we made. I remember my leader. Um, and the things that stick with me um, are not so much like what badges we worked on or what we did. It was really the experience as a whole. Um, as an elementary Girl Scout, um, I went to Camp Oak Hills for three years. Um, and I just, I remember those experiences and the feelings um, more than any of the specifics of it. And I stayed in Girl Scouting uh, through high school. Uh, we had a troop, there were five of us um, all through high school. And it just was for me the experience was it was it was my safe place so you have all these things going on in your life in middle school high school um, and those friends were my constant no matter what else was going on and, and we were in all kinds of activities you know in school some of us in band and you know people doing whatever orchestra drama club sports all of those things, but every month we would come together and we were Girl Scouts and that superseded anything else that we were involved with outside of school. So we might not have been the best of friends at school, but we were the best of friends at Girl Scouts. Um, and to me, that was just, it was a part of my life that I needed. And it translates now into what I do because it's that core group. You, you need those people that no matter what else is going on in your life, I have my Girl Scout friends, um, and I want to recreate that experience for others as well. Because, like I said, it's not—I don't remember all of the specifics of everything we did, but I remember that experience of getting to try new things and and being given the opportunity to make decisions that I probably would have made otherwise at that age. Um, in high school, for four years of high school for me, we planned a trip every year um, during spring break as our troop we planned it, the five of us girls. So we chose our location and we figured out, you know, what cost would be involved. And um, our leaders were there are, to assist us. Um, and they're really great because we are fortunate to have 
uh, a leader who had a lot of connections around the country. Um, so we had places to stay and crash in people's basements and things like that. But the us girls, we made the decisions about where we would go when we were on this vacation. Um, and obviously it was all a learning experience, but it was also just a ton of fun. And more than anything, I think that's what has stuck with me um, even this many years later. I'm not going to say how many. It's a lot. Um, but it, that experience and that friendship and those memories are, are what makes the Girl Scout experience so worthwhile. So I hear that you have had such a positive personal experience with Girl Scouting um, and that motivated you to want to pay that forward in a sense and, and provide that experience to other girls. But can you tell us a little bit about when you first got involved as a leader and what, what that experience was like? Um, so you're right. My experience with Girl Scouts was incredibly positive. Um, and when I had my first daughter, I have two daughters. Um, but when I had my first daughter, I, I have to admit I, one of my first thoughts was, oh my goodness, I can't wait till she can be in Girl Scouts. Um, <laughs> So when she started kindergarten, you know, where do we found out that she there was a troop available and there was already a leader in place and all of that. So it was like, cool, you know, sign her up, let her be in Girl Scouts. Um, hey, I, I'm the mom that's always, if you need help, let me know. Um, so, of course, you know, I helped out with things, helped her with cookies and, and did that. Um, but I wasn't a leader at the time. And when she was a second year Daisy, so first grade, her leader was moving up to Brownies with her own daughter and needed someone to step in. And I was like, well, you know, sure, I guess I can do that. Uh, there was supposed to be a co-leader at the time. And I was like, sure, I'll be co-leader. Um, I don't have to do the majority of, of everything. I can just be co-leader. I can just, you know, hang out and be with the girls and, you know, just make a, a good experience. Well, that kind of snowballed and I, I couldn't really pinpoint exactly what happened, but somehow I became the leader. Uh, so second year Daisy, second year Daisy for my daughter, um, and I was a first year leader then. And I, I think I was fortunate because I'd had the, an awesome Girl Scout experience. To me, stepping into the leadership role just seemed really natural. Um, I was a teacher. I was a teacher for like 13 years, so I had always worked with kids and not necessarily the little ones. But it wasn't a big deal for me to become a leader. Um, and I just kind of approach it on the philosophy that let's just try a bunch of stuff. Um, I, there's a, a lot of great programming with badges. I ask the girls what they want to do. Um, and then we just look at what new things can we try. So whether it's um, going camping or even uh, checking out the outdoors or trying new STEM, um, engineering, math medicine, whatever it is. So I just approached it that way and said, let's just bring all kinds of experiences to these girls and find out what they like and go with it. And that's kind of been my philosophy um, even now. And with a multi different troop and, and a multi-level girl troop that what can we do that will give them new experiences? So tell me a little bit about what it's like to be a, a leader for a multi-level troop. Um, I understand that you're Troop ranges from kindergarten daisies all the way up to fourth grade juniors. Is that correct? That, that is correct. Um, what is that like? It can be a challenge, um, but at the same time, I think it's a really cool opportunity for um, the leaders and the girls to have a 
that range of ages. Um, our older girls already have a built-in group of younger girls to mentor or to, um, you know, show leadership to. So how we work it in my troop, um, I am the leader of the troop, but then I have other leaders that help out with the different areas. So we all meet together and then we split up by age group. Probably about 80% of the time we split up and do our own badge work or activities at each grade level. And, and then the other 20% of the time we do group activities. So sometimes when whatever, if we're working on a badge or a journey, sometimes those really play well into each other. Then we work on it together. So for example, we just had a meeting recently where we worked on some of the financial literacy badges um, related to cookie sales. And part of that on all three levels, Daisies, Brownies, and Juniors, was to role play with um, as a customer or a buyer on selling cookies. And to me, that was a really great opportunity to all work together because not only were the older girls able to mentor to some of the younger girls in terms of their experience um, with selling cookies, but also we had some older girls who are new to Girl Scouting that actually got to learn from the younger girls. So it's a, a really good opportunity for both or all three age groups then to share what they know and to learn from each other. Yeah, and how cool it must have been to see the, the younger girls, you know, coaching and mentoring the older girls. It, it is really neat. And it just, it's really cool too when you have different personalities. I mean, you're going to have that whether you're a single age group or you're a multi-age group, but it's really cool to see some of the personalities work together as well. Um, and I really love it when I can see a younger girl with a really strong personality show an older girl what to do and to see that the younger girl really gets that confidence boost of, hey, I showed somebody older than me some way to do something new. Um, and that's really cool. And our older girls, they are really great about just bringing the younger girls along too and say, hey, you know, I've been there. I can do this. You can do this. That's so cool. Um, it, it, you know, really gives you an opportunity to see the, the Girl Scout leadership experience in action in the sense of, especially the older girls, you get to see them doing the, you know, learn by doing and cooperative learning as far as being a leader in their own troop, you know, being exactly. a leader, yeah, while they're learning to be a leader. And I think that going back to, we were talking about being an area manager as well, to me that all plays together because you have the same experience with your area team. You have um, older, more experienced leaders and you have new leaders and they, the older leaders can mentor the new leaders on, you know, how Girl Scouting works and how do we make it a girl-led experience. But at the same time, the, the not necessarily younger, the newer leaders can also sometimes just revive activities that we've always done or um, just bring new life into what we're doing because they have new and different ideas and things that we maybe hadn't thought of before. Yeah, what a great metaphor to really explain what it's like to be involved at that area level in terms of having, you know, mentors and being able to work together with other leaders. It is. And you can't, I, I just don't think you can go into being a leader as a solo artist. You have to, you have to have a team um, and you have to have that support and you have to be willing to say, hey, sometimes you have to open yourself and say, I'm not certain what to do here. Um, 
and that's okay. And you come in as a leader because you want to, you want to be there for the girls and you don't have to have all the answers uh, because someone else can help you come to an answer that will work best for you and your troop. Um, But you have to be willing to just jump in and do it. And to me, that comes back to the heart part of it that I, I'm a lifelong Girl Scout and yes, I'm not necessarily a scout now, but I'm a leader, but I'm still a Girl Scout. Once a Girl Scout, always a Girl Scout. Um, and I just, again, want to have that experience for everybody. And I love that when I have new leaders come on to our area and especially they're like, Oh, I, I was never a Girl Scout. I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know what Girl Scouting is. It's like, okay, let us teach you that. Let us show you what it's like to be a Girl Scout because what it's like to be a Girl Scout for girls is a lot like what it's like to be a Girl Scout for adults. Can you explain that statement a little bit that, you know, what it's like to be a Girl Scout as a girl is similar to what it's like being a Girl Scout as an adult? Sure. So if, again, and this is my kind of my philosophy and based on my experience as a Girl Scout, but it's about experiencing new things trying to do something that you hadn't done before, looking at the world in a different way and how you can make the, you know, our model make the world a better place. So all of those things were what it was like to be a Girl Scout for me. And as an adult, it's kind of the same thing. Okay, so I've never been a Girl Scout leader. Well, you know what? I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to, again, try new things. Uh, I want to have different experiences. So we have all these uh, let's say we want to work on, my girls want to work on the space badge. Maybe I don't know anything at all about space. Guess what? I'm going to go out and learn it. I'm going to watch YouTube videos or get books from the library about space so that I can show them something new and give them that experience that they wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so all of these things we say, we, we want to live by the Girl Scout law. We want to um, be a sister to every Girl Scout. We want to be friendly and considerate. We want to be... Um, you know, respect myself and others. We, if we teach the girls that we have to live that ourselves. That's an awesome description. And I'm so glad that you said that. So obviously you have had a very robust Girl Scout experience, you know, from being a girl, then a leader and now an area manager. But if you had to pick one story or one experience that you feel really encapsulates what it means to be a Girl Scout, what would you pick? Oh, I don't know if I could pick just one. Um, I know it's a big question. It is a big question, and there's a lot of of little things. And so, <laughs> when I think of Girl Scouting, I, I mentioned before that to me it was about experiences. And um, as a girl, we I mentioned we went on these trips every spring break during high school. And I think for me, something that kind of encapsulated that. Girl Scout experience or that especially that girl-led experience was it was one of the first times that I was able to actually just go out and do things on my own so as a senior in high school we decided to take a trip to Washington DC as a troop Um, and that was probably the furthest I had been from home at that time Um, and especially without my parents definitely the furthest I'd been um, away from home without my parents so it was a, a really big trip. We were going for the full uh, seven, eight days of spring break, um, you know, including the weekends. And we had planned everything out. We were driving there. And it was one of those 
times where there are all these little things that just little mishaps that kept going wrong. Um, one that really sticks out and uh, granted this happened years ago, but this just sticks in my mind really firmly. We were sitting on the, uh, what do they call it? The mall um, in Washington, DC, you know, the, the, between all of the Smithsonian museums and everything. And we had packed a lunch. So we were sitting there and this was spring break for us. So beginning of April time. So it was nice. Um, it was still spring, kind of damp, whatever, but we were having a blast and we had gone to the Smithsonian Museum of the, I think it was the natural history one, um, done all these things throughout the day. So we we're eating lunch on the, the mall and in the middle of lunch underneath the beautiful cherry trees of Washington, DC, a bird was there. And without going into a ton of detail, I ended up with, with, you know, bird doo-doo on me. And I think about that experience and it makes me laugh even now because it was one of those things that's like, okay, what am I going to do? But all of that Girl Scout whatever kicked in and we're like, okay, who's got, you know, who's got a water bottle and who's got this and let's clean it up. And here in the middle of the mall of Washington, D.C., I'm cleaning up bird poo um, (laughs) and we went on with our day. And it was just that to me, that kind of experience just kicks in that you we're not going to let this ruin our day it's that whole role roll with the flow kind of thing um and it's really stuck with me that whole philosophy um i would ha- of just okay what whatever is going to happen is going to happen it's how you react to it and what you do with it is what's going to matter and and make those memories happen and i it was just this super goofy experience but it was awesome that we didn't it wasn't the end all of the, and it was a mess. Trust me on that. But whatever, we're we're we looked at it in kind of that optimistic, bright side of, of the thing. Hey, we're in the middle of Washington D.C. We're gonna just do what we got to do and go on with the day. And we had a great experience. Um, and I still remember a lot of the things that that we did on that trip. Um, but you don't have to. We didn't have to plan everything out. We didn't have. I mean, you didn't have to stick with a certain itinerary we just kind of went with with what was going on um and i i kind of keep that philosophy with me to this day yeah what an amazing lesson to learn too you know and just staying positive you know not letting not letting that bird rain on your parade (laughs) (laughs) which it literally did (laughs) yeah i mean that's a that's a great life lesson that you learned you know because of your of your girl scout experience yeah, it was. And I look at that even now um, as an adult, keeping that kind of philosophy that, okay, things aren't going to necessarily turn out the way that I planned them to, but okay, how can we make this work to our advantage um, and, and still make a good experience? And as an adult, I think of um, different experiences of, you know, planning activities for the my Girl Scout troop or as an area. And, you know, things don't always turn out the way that you anticipated, but you can look back and say, you know what, this has turned out to be a really, really great experience. Um, we've had camping trips where we've gotten rained on, or you know, we have we have had area events where either nobody showed up or way more than we expected showed up. But no matter what, we can come together um, as a troop and say, or as a 
a area management team or whatever it might be, we come together and really say, hey, what can we do to make this work and make it the best experience with what we're given? What a great outlook. It really sounds like it's a, it helps you in your, in your role as a volunteer. I think so, because it's, it's really easy to sometimes focus on the negative. And um, e- even with, you know, I, I say that this positive look on how it's, it's easy to get those little voices in your head saying, well, this didn't really work out the way I thought it would, or, you know, this part, I really want it to look like this and it doesn't. But, you know, when you have a team and you have a, a troop, whatever it might be, those real voices of people saying, hey, but let's do it this way, or let's try it this way, or how can we make this work? When we all work together, then we can overcome whatever you know negativity or doubt that we have. And I really think that's an important part of the whole experience is that you can't just do it on your own. You have to have that team. It's what I want my girls to learn as a troop, that they're not on their own, that they have their sisters in Girl Scouting to support them and to help them have new perspectives. And it's what I want my area man, uh, my area leaders to know that, hey, as a team, as a whole area together, we can make everything, the experience, much bigger, broader, richer, more vibrant than what we could do on our own. And I hear from you kind of two major themes about um, you know, lessons that you've learned and advice that you might share with others. One being that, you know, it's okay if things don't go perfectly as planned, um, because there's going to be ways for you to um, adjust accordingly and make it work anyway. You just have to be able to, you know, have that flexibility and that outlook that, hey, it's going to be okay. So that's the first theme that I hear from you. And the second is that, Relying on a team of, of other volunteers and of mentors and coaches and, um, you know, all of these opportunities provided at the area level um, and also at the troop level, that relying on that team is what makes it easier to be successful in these roles. Is there any other advice that you would give to someone um, who either is, you know, a new leader, maybe somebody considering getting involved as a leader? I would I would say probably my biggest piece of advice, the cliche of don't sweat the small stuff. If you're in it because you want to make a good experience for girls, if you want to make the world a better place, if you want to provide them with a leadership opportunity that they're not going to have because no one else is stepping up to be a leader, but you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can make this work. You can because every troop has its own personality um, because every girl has their own personality. And when you put them together, that creates a whole different um, dynamic because every troop is different. Every Girl Scout experience is different and every troop leader is different. So whatever you can do to make the experience girl led and something that they wouldn't otherwise get to do then you're doing the right thing because there's no Girl Scout police. So if all they want to do is work on, uh, if they want to do only badges and no journeys, that's okay. If they want to do only journeys and no badges, that's okay. If they just want to get together and do fun Girl Scout events, that's okay. If they want to just go to camp, that's okay too. If they don't want anything to do with the outside, that's okay. So, 
as a leader, you have to look at it and say, what do my girls want and need? And how can I provide that for them? And however it happens, it's great because you are providing them with an experience that they wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, that is such great advice about really focusing on the girl-led side of things that it's right. it's okay to focus on purely you know like you said what the girls want and what the girls need so that's really great advice it is and you know my girls they I have a wide variety they have a wide variety of of interests and we try to do a little bit of of everything so that they can they can try those things. Um, my girls wanted to learn archery, so I went and got archery certified so we can do archery. Um, they, I've had some girls express that they want to learn to do sewing. That's great. I have girls that um, they want to do, they're really interested in some of the new badges like the space, the space badges and the mechanical engineering type stuff where they get to build things. And so if it involves me stepping outside my comfort zone a little bit and learning those things, I don't have to be an expert on it. Sometimes I find experts and sometimes we just, you know, kind of learn together. But again, that's all part of just making a rich experience because if I don't do it, no, they, they wouldn't get that experience otherwise. And if I do it wrong, they're still getting a good experience. Great advice for, you know, somebody who might be scared of the well, you know, I don't know anything about STEM or I never sold Girl Scout cookies or, you know, things like that. It's okay. And it's encouraged, in fact, to learn alongside your girls. Right. Because again, that's, it's about new experiences. And, and I think I misspoke a minute ago when I said, if you're doing it wrong, you're still getting a good experience because there is no wrong way to do it. It's about trying new things and it's about experiencing something. And if you make a, a mistake, you learn from it and you try a new thing and you get different perspectives and being a Girl Scout gives you just a much richer, broader outlook on life. Well, Amanda, you have provided some amazing advice and, and some great stories today. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we wrap up our podcast? My advice for anybody that would be on the fence about either having their, their girl join the Girl Scouts or becoming a leader themselves would be to just jump in. Sometimes you just have to take that chance and find out whether it's for you or not. The whole experience is about trying new things. I've said that several times now. But if you don't find something that works for you at first, Try a different part. There are so many different facets to Girl Scouting that the process of finding something that you connect with is part of the whole experience in and of itself. And sometimes you just try everything. So you go to camp and you do stuff with your area and you just jump in with both feet and become the area manager and do everything. <laughs> All of the things. You don't have to do that. I, I bleed green. It's just a, it's a given that I'm going to just step up and do everything. All, give me all the Girl Scout things. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so much for, for sharing with us today and for sharing your experiences um, and for really making it clear the fact that being a volunteer for Girl Scouts, it's a growth process and it's, it's something that anybody is capable of trying and anybody is capable of being successful with. Um, I think that you provided a really good perspective on the importance of, you know, that leaning on your area team um, and, and just 
taking new chances and, and learning new things alongside your girl. So thank you so much for, for yeah. sharing all that with us today. You're more than welcome. So to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, please, please be sure to do so by clicking that beautiful subscribe button that you see. Make sure to leave us a review and then share this episode with all of your friends and family um, because you never know who might listen to Amanda's experience and decide that they are ready to take the plunge and become a Girl Scout leader. Um, and just think of all of the girls whose lives you could impact by simply sharing this episode and, and inspiring someone to become a Girl Scout leader. So thank you again for joining us today. I'm Brenna Smith, and until our next adventure, be bold, be brave, and leave each place a whole lot better than you found it. Change the world, come with me. Time to let our dreams fly free. And it comes so easily, that is our way. Every moment we're alive, it's our change the world.